When did you sleep last? Uh, noon, Sunday. Somebody give this boy some more red. Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of... Sam and Kyle, see what's up. There he is. What's up, guys? What's up, Kyle? How are you doing today, man? I'm a little bit tired, actually. A little bit tired? Well, all right. We'll get into the show in a minute. we got to tell you about our day real quick, too. But uh, for those of you just finding the show, I am Sam, the small business surgeon. And on Wednesdays, I am joined by my business partner and uh, whatever the fuck he is nowadays. He does, like, every single job around the office, I think. Mr. Kyle, and uh, we do a little more light-hearted show. We go over some of the uh, news and current events, and I'm uh, I'm a good 18 years older than Kyle, so uh, you get an old person's uh, point of view, and then you get this uh, this young person. What is it, Boomer versus Zoomer? Exactly. Points of view. So uh, yeah, welcome. I haven't had the optimism beaten out of me yet. <laughs> Oh, wait till you've lived through your, your, your third once-in-a-lifetime recession. And then, then we'll <laughs> I'm get, only on two. <laughs> yeah, wait till you've lived through three, mate. But anyway, um, let's before we get into the show, I want to tell us about your day. It's been long. It has been long. Um, yeah. The last time I slept was noon the day before we were recording this, and it okay. is 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is because we are in Tucson. Tucson. For some some video shoots. Yeah, we've uh, we've been made around the media foundry, and uh, now we are headed all over the country doing badass video shoots for amazing clients. So uh, that's what we've been up to today. We got in the Uber. What did the lady in the Uber say? Oh yeah, she uh, we were bantering back and forth. She thought we were hilarious, and she said we should have our own podcast. She's like, "You guys are funny. You should have your own podcast." So uh, <laughs> Diana, if you're listening to this. Hi. Yeah, good job on the Uber. The the line for the fucking rental cars at Phoenix was... How long was it? At I mean, least a light year. No, there was probably... And I, I I mean, no word of exaggeration, it was probably 400 people in line. It was ridiculous. Easily. It had taken us probably an hour to get through that line. Yes, at least. So we got an Uber to the rental car place and... Um, we don't book our trip stuff. The the girls at the office do. I think I think Brie booked this one, and for whatever reason, she booked with Payless, which is uh, is a lesser known rental car brand. So when we get there, like Abus is slammed, Enterprise is slammed, Sixty is slammed, and at Payless there was like one guy in front of us. So it was great. We got in and out, and then uh, we paid the extra hundred and twelve dollars and upgraded to a, a convertible Mustang, didn't we? Which I think is way cooler than the the Rav Four we were gonna have. Yeah. So uh, no offense to anybody who drives Rav Fours. Those guys have no rock all and sand offense. Mode. All offense to hey, people that drive Rav. No, those 4s. have sport, rock, and sand. Rock and sand. I was quite impressed with that actually. Yeah, like the the best off road vehicle in the world is uh, whatever rental car you happen to be driving. So the the Rav Four did a really good job actually at that. <laughs> I hope Payless isn't listening to this. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So um, basically, right, what we do is uh, is Kyle has been around the internet looking for things to talk about that are in the news, and um, he's pulled up a few articles, and we're just going to give our opinion on them and see what we think. So what is first on the list for today, Kyle? Well, uh, if you have 
heard anything about Nevada and the desert of the United States. They've not <laughs> had rain in a very, yes. very long time. Like, there's no rain in the desert, huh? A shocker. Surprise. Right, okay. Well, somehow they had enough rain at one point to have a whole lake. Right. And it seems the Mafia was a pretty big fan of that lake, because <laughs> as this lake dries up, they keep finding human remains. So the news article is from NPR, and it says, Authorities find human remains in Lake Mead twice in one week. Oh, goodness. Now, which is Lake Mead? Isn't that the one near Vegas? It's the... All right, country's here it largest reservoir by volume located east of Las Vegas. So that means everybody drinking water in Las Vegas has been drinking water that's been sloshed around with corpses. It's just higher in protein. That is true, yeah. Rangers responded after a witness reported human skeletal remains at Colville Bay in the Lake Mead National Recreation Area. So what's happening is the, uh, the water level's receding and... The mobsters, you know, they they only rode out so far, but it says water levels on Lake Mead have been dropping after two decades of drought. So, yeah, there's probably 50 foot of water that's missing, which is, you know, it's quite entertaining, really. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting for all of these cold murder cases that are going to get solved. Dude, you got to do some fucked up shit to end up in a barrel at the bottom of Lake Mead. Man. Or you just got to cross the wrong dude. Like, like on a, like you picked up a briefcase, like some like I almost grabbed the wrong bag today at baggage claim. You would not have got put in a barrel though. The fellow would have just tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Oh, can I have my bag back, mate? You've got the wrong one." That's probably like, true. I don't know what world you live in where getting put in a barrel is like a normal risk. I also thought the quicksand would be a much bigger issue than it turned out to be. Do you know what? Like I thought strangers would actually be offering me drugs after I got out of high school. No, why does nobody Didn't offer happen. me free drugs? Didn't happen. There's no such thing as free drugs. Anyway, like this is pretty cool. Um, I would say there's a very good chance as the water level drops, we're going to find additional human remains. Las Vegas Police Lieutenant Ray Spencer commented after the first remains were discovered. Check out the big brains on Ray. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ray, that was fairly obvious, mate. You know, um, that's crazy. So they believe the victim discovered on May 1st was killed by a gunshot wound between the mid-70s and early 80s. I wonder if they'll find Jimmy Hoffa finally. Who's that? Jimmy, who's Jimmy? Oh, fuck me. He was some really famous dude that got whacked. Like, they never found his body. He was the head of the Teamsters Union, and he was making a, a, a lot of noise. Um, unions, trade unions and labor unions used to be some of the most powerful forces politically in, in the country, and he was head of one of them, and the mob didn't like him, so he vanished. The joke, you know, is, oh, God, you don't know who fucking Jimmy Hoffa is? Mm -mm. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Like, that's the same kind of reaction I get when kids your age tell me they've never seen Back to the Future. I'm totally surprised, but I really shouldn't be because it came out like 10 years before you even thought about it. Mm -hmm. Wow, you just a glint in your daddy's ball bag while Marty <laughs> McFly was playing across the stage. Look at that, just a surprise. All right. I don't know, man. What do you think about this? I... Definitely agree with uh, Lieutenant Ray Spencer that they're going to find more bodies. I think so, yeah. What I'm about... just wondering how many. Well, Like, is it going to be like they're going to just start dragging nets through the bottom of this I mean, reservoir? You might as well dredge it at out, this point. Yeah. Like, 
how many corpses are going to pull out of this like, reservoir? That well, think about it. Like, if I'm in a mob, right? If I'm in a mob and it's a choice between digging a hole and dropping somebody in the water, I'm going to drop them in the water every time because digging a hole is hard work. You I mean, should always dig that. You should always force them to dig the hole and then shoot them and then have a lackey fill it in. You should never dig your own holes. Always have your victims. Why don't you just them. have them climb in peacefully and then fill it back in? No, <laughs> tell him there was a penny in the bottom. You <laughs> down. No, no, I um. Climb in. The, the more, the more, the more fucking critical questionnaire that I think everybody's kind of ignoring is like, um, the water's going to run out at some point. Like it can't keep going down at the same rate it's been going down. Like you're going to have entire cities without water. You're going to have entire industries without water. I don't know where California and Las Vegas and that get their water from. The mountains, I believe. Like the sky comes out. Well, so I've always shit. tried to figure out where, how, how does the Colorado River have so much water? I don't know. I, where does it all come from? You can't tell me it all rains. I mean, it, it's got to. It's like what? what I like the to mo- think there's a hole in the mountain. Look, no, right. What the mountains do is they cause differences in the air temperature. And they, 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 the air has to move around and it fluctuates more, so it makes it rain more over there. Like, if you're ever on one side or the other of a mountain. Like, the weather's always different on the other side. Because the mountains act as a natural block and a natural spot for clouds to form. So, like, I first noticed this, like, riding the train from York to Manchester. If it was a glorious sunny day in York, chances are it was foggy and rainy in Manchester. If you come back the other way, chances are it's foggy and rainy in York if it's glorious in Manchester. And it's because of what the hills do to the weather patterns. And I'd be willing to bet that that is why there's so much water coming out of uh, the Colorado River. It's because of the action that the clouds are forced into owing to the landmass at the mountains. It forces that air to move. I bet that's what it is. Anyway, um, yeah, Vegas. Vegas is going to run out of water. Yeah. Like. And what happens when you run out of water? Well, you die. People move. Yeah. Oh, no, we're already full. Go away. It's yeah, that, that's all right. I think that's enough to close this uh, this article out, mate. And uh, this is a legal state, and we are completely sober putting this together. We have been very, very patient, boys. We've been at work. Um, well, I got up about three thirty a.m. this morning, and now it's uh, just past nine o'clock Texas time, and we've been at work the whole time. So uh, anyway, we'll soldier on, push our way through this show. What is the next headline, Kyle? From also NPR, the good times are rolling for big oil. Three things to know about their surging profits. This is something you and I have been. This bothers the fuck out of me. Just like pissing and moaning about. You might hear me taking a drink. That's because I'm taking a drink. (sighs) Kyle told me to be as quiet as possible. We're using the same microphone. You know. This just pisses me off. Like, they fucking shake a threat of war, jack the petrol prices up, almost double, and then just like, fuck it, we'll leave them there because these idiots are paying. Like, I'm just not a fan of this at all. Like, Shell, Chevron, Exxon, they're all posting, like, record fucking profits. Like, Chevron reported its highest quarterly profit in nearly a fucking decade shell posted its highest earnings ever and um exxon mobil net profit more than doubled to 5.5 billion like 
Kyle, we're being fucking robbed, mate. Yes, we are. And y'all might say oh, it's a free market; they can sell it for whatever they want. Blah blah blah. But come on, it's guys. It's only a free market if the little guy can compete. This is this is bullshit. Do you know how to synthesize gasoline out of oil? I don't, but I, can, I know a guy that does. Fuck it, let's start our own oil company. I mean, it's this is like, I mean, it's almost usurious. It's like they put the threat of war on so they can put the prices up. And then they never reduce the prices again. And these fucksticks are blaming it on Putin. And it's got nothing to do with him. Like, do you know the ruble is uh, it's fucking all-time high now? Really? Uh, yeah. Good it's job. Back? Good job collapsing their currency, guys. Well done. I mean, who the fuck is in charge of this thing? This just, it makes me sick. I don't know why you bring this shit up. You know it gets me going. I know. <laughs> That's why I bring it up. It just, it just fucking winds me up. Yeah, it's good for investors, sure. But it's not good for the fucking country. It's not good for anybody. What it's doing is systematically removing fucking savings from the middle class. Mm -hmm. it's, it's tightening everybody's fucking belts. Everybody's uh, just purely to transfer wealth. That's all this is. Like, it's a fucking racket, guys. Like, mm-mm. This is bad. Like, How do you fix it? I don't know. I have no fucking clue because it is a free market and to be fair to the oil companies, they're free to charge whatever the fuck they want. Like, But is it even possible to start your own oil company at this point? Aren't all of the leases for drilling and shit taken? The way most oil companies are started these days is with, uh, is with machine guns and terrorists. Like, oh. So, like, when, a, when we acquire new oil fields, like we did in Iraq, like, all of our foreign conflicts are to support fucking oil companies and arms companies. That's all it is, it's about acquisition of oil. So the only way to get a new oil company is to hit, hit up Dick Cheney and ask to borrow his private fucking military and go get one. Like, you can start an oil company, yeah, but you're going to be buying pre-existing units and you're going to be buying underperforming units and you're going to be buying wells and then you're going to be reworking those wells and trying to get those wells to produce and you have to start small. Like... There's one in East Texas, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, they've got a uh, they've got a petrol station in Marshall, and um, it's purely homegrown shit. It's homegrown. It's home refined. They got a few little petrol stations around there, and it's their own East Texas oil company. Um, and I cannot remember its name. It saved my life. Uh, it's not in Marshall. Was it at Henderson? It's in Henderson. That's my bad. Those, those little East Texas towns all look the same after you've driven through them a lot. Uh -huh. um, so, all right, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. That just, what do you do though, Kyle? What would you do as a as a 23 year old fucking Zuma? Like, buy a Tesla. Man, that that as as annoying as it is to say buy an electric vehicle, it's, it's not the solution though because like we don't have the infrastructure to run off electric for at least another 10 years, right? So let's say even let's say fast forward five years and we're running on electric. The fucking problem is now, diesel should not be fucking five and a half dollars, six dollars no. a gallon. No, like, it should be back down to three and a half or whatever it run, was. You can't run an economy on fucking $6 a gallon diesel. You can't. Like, this is not, like, forced inflation because of the price of fucking petrol. Uh, for the price of crude oil. It's not. This is pure, hey, we put the price of gas at $4 and nothing terrible happened. Let's leave it at $4. Yeah. While we make more profit. That's yeah. not all it is. It's fucking horseshit, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. The small business surgeon is not a fan. Um... But unfortunately, I don't know the right answer because, you know, capitalism's capitalism, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I, I can't blame the oil companies for wanting to make as much fucking money as humanly possible because that's what their motivation is. That's what their mission is. You know, oil companies aren't on a mission to save the fucking planet. 
literally, they get up in the morning and they say, right, how can we make as much fucking money as possible today? Mm, their their reasoning is because they've lost a lot of money over the past five, six, seven, ten years. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Anyway. It, it, it sounds like some higher-ups should get pay cuts or fake jobs shouldn't exist. No, it sounds like we should be, like, fucking drilling the shit out of our own stuff. And, uh, like... Do we still have enough oil in Texas and Alaska and shit to... Yeah, especially if we shut the rest of the fucking country off. Texas has enough oil forever. Like, you know, but... Like we said on the way up here, just lay down school buses on all the highways. Yeah, guard the the exits. Like, you know, mate... I don't think that there's like an easy fucking solution to this problem. We're definitely being price gouged. Definitely. And people are eating up their savings and they're going on credit card debt and shit because the price of food, the price of petrol, the price of everything is going fucking bananas. And I don't think that there's going to be anything majorly wrong in Texas at all as far as economic recessions and stuff. But you have to wonder about the rest of the country um, especially a lot of the uh, a lot of the former manufacturing cities that are already stumbling, like your fucking Detroit's, yeah, like, like Chicago. When we were up in Chicago, holy Sh- I shit! I was very like yeah surprised by Chicago. Like I can handle myself quite nicely, and I, I didn't want any part of that. Thank you very much. No, no, thank you. Um, we we won't be hurrying back to Chicago. I mean, we'll go see our friends up there, but like, mm-mm, you don't want to go in the suburbs even. And you start thinking like, these these people pay taxes like we do. You mm-hmm. would expect the the police to be there. And if you think how quickly the Soviet Union collapsed, and you shit, you weren't born, you won't remember that. Like, it was almost like it was the weirdest thing because like we were like. Fucking Russia was the enemy, dude. Like, they were on TV as the enemy all the time. Rocky and Rambo and fucking... What's that other one with the kids? The, the kids at ski camp. Red, Red Dawn and shit. The Russians were the fucking enemy. In fact, I can't think of a time in my life that the Russians haven't been the enemy. But they went from this big, strong, scary motherfucker to gone. Like, literally overnight. And I sometimes wonder... How does that happen? How does a country just stop existing? It just stopped. It just quit fucking working. People started smashing those walls down. Uh, The Berlin Wall was just a huge deal. And, um, damn. Like, it happened so fucking quickly. It makes me wonder that, you know, seriously, under six weeks, and the entire geopolitical fucking landscape of the world can change. Yeah. And I just keep wondering if that's what's going to happen this year, if it's just going to be a very, very strange year with the Russia-Ukraine shit. The minute, like, any kind of false fucking flag happens, like, the minute, the minute these fucking cocksuckers get a reason to go into Ukraine and start blowing up Russians, we don't get a say in it. None. None whatsoever. And uh, I've got a very... uh, disappointed feeling about the people in charge of this country. I think that... You can, we were at peace for five months. I think, you know, there comes a point where you have to have a sit down and go, alright, mate, look, I know you don't... Let, let's have a compromise. Let's figure it out. We've all got to live together. You know, not I'm going to nuke you. That doesn't work, man. No. I'm going to fucking shoot you. That doesn't work. Let's figure it out so we can live together. I don't know. I just think that... I think that there could be a lot better people driving this country than there is right now. And I don't blame the president because I don't think he's in charge of anything. Mm-mm. 
not a fucking thing. So, all right. Man, the show's getting, like, all bitchy today, isn't it? Like, I'm in a really good mood, but you keep giving me stupid fucking news articles. All right. Well, actually, so this one I wanted to touch on as somebody who you have children. I do, And I have ADHD. Ah, yeah. This is from... Okay. It's next from article. CNN Okay, Health. what's the next headline from CNN Health? We've got three signs it's time for your child to take ADHD medication. Now, the link to this article will be in the description of the podcast. So, if you want to go read the article, like for yourself, like you feel like your kid might need some medication, it's there. Um All right. What well, do you want to discuss then? Let me let me see the article. I want to discuss not medicating your kid for ADHD. I completely agree. ADHD and ADD are not something to medicate away. I think they are something you need to learn to deal with. Yeah, and I think that the the medication's just a fucking putting a lid on it so the teachers don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that. what it is. That's all Ritalin is. That's all. That's all Vyvanse is. That's yeah. all Adderall is. They're just they're ways to shut up the the hyper kids. Well, I have a little experience in this field. Yeah. And, you know, it's my opinion that the ADHD comes from a lack of being challenged. It comes from a lack of stimulation and a lack of input Mm -hmm. for these kids. And that they're more advanced than the teachers are giving them credit for. And I think what they're looking for is stimulation that involves the mind, the hand, and the eye all at the same time. Because they're learning... And piecing this shit together in their heads. And, dude, from what I've read about ADHD, and I've read quite a bit about it in the not-too-distant past, um, music seems to be the ideal therapy because, again, you're getting the, the hand-eye-brain complete coordination. And when you push children at music, they can learn at their own pace and go as hard as they need to. Mm-hmm. Like It's not like trying to learn a new mathematical equation. You just keep practicing over and over. But, like... Tell me a little bit about your ADHD and tell me how you were treated in school. How did that look? Um, the earliest experience or memory I have from ADD, ADHD being an issue in school was my third grade year, always being told oh, no. to... How, how old is that? That's like eight, eight, I want to say. Eight. So, all right, Charlie's third grade. Yeah, that would be eight. Um, so, I was always being told to sit down. Because I don't know if you notice at the office, I stand quite a lot. Sitting is difficult for me. It's just sitting still was very difficult for me as a child. Okay. I always was wanted to stand and like whenever I stood, I thought better, I worked better. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm gonna get you a standing desk now. Actually, so funny you say that I'm getting one in like a week, so don't. Alright. Um Fair play. <laughs> they gave me a desk with a treadmill on it once. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? They want me to like walk and work. Oh, it's great for your brain, I'm like. No. no. Yeah, no, I'll stand. Thank you. Like, uh, it might work for some people. Sorry, carry the, on. So, I was a straight-A student until freshman year of high school. Okay. Freshman year of high school, all Cs. What is that, 14? Yes, okay. 13, 14. Yes. All Cs. Cs throughout the rest of high school. Like, I passed English by getting an A on my final. I graduated high school by getting an A on an English final. Um, The thing is... You know what they call a guy that graduates medical school with C's? Doctor. Doctor. Exactly. Don't worry about it, mate. C's get degrees all day long. 
And <coughs> it's not that I don't like learning. It's it's not that I don't like new information. It's mm-hmm. that I didn't give a shit about the long side of a triangle and well, the angles that make it so. Oh, the hypotenuse. Yes, the, I yeah. didn't give a shit about the parts of a sentence and and the the reason that words conjugate certain ways based off of their where they came from none of the knowledge resonated with me none of them ticked my little curiosities i was just bored in school exactly i um, I was extremely bored they they didn't call it adhd but when i was 12 like my we start high school at 11 and i literally just turned 11 and I came in from a, a very, very small private, uh, primary school, and both of my parents were teachers. Like, and we didn't have a whole lot of television growing up, so I had like, books. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to high school, it was like going back two grades. And so I fucked off and just got amazing exam results because I wasn't doing anything. And that wound me up on academic probation every single day. Every single lesson I had to get signed off on by the teacher. And then twice a day I had to report to the deputy of master's office. It was a woman, but she was still called the deputy of master, which is weird. But, like, it was because I was fucking bored. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I developed a little system that cheated the school. Um, We had a music teacher, a drum teacher that would come in once a week, and my other teachers knew I had drum lessons. And I just fobbed off my other teachers and lied to them, and I knew if I could get out of one class a week with each teacher saying I had a drum lesson... So that's why I got so good at drumming. It's because I hated fucking sitting in class, and I went, I, I played in the practice rooms by myself. And uh, like, you try telling a thirteen-year-old to stop banging on shit. That's the most fun yeah, in the world. Exactly, you, you can't do, do that, especially when you have a knack for it. And you're good yeah, at it. And you can yeah. make it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like, it's I and I think medicating your kid to you fix that no, is just, it's almost neutering them. Like you just can't fucking let them go. Like, you've got to realize that some kids are fucking monkeys and they're going to climb trees all day long. Mm-hmm. And some kids are fish and they're going to flop about at the bottom of the tree. But the minute you put them in the ocean, they're fucking boom, they're gone, mm-hmm. dude. You, like, you need to work with your kid and teach them to handle responsibilities I mean, and do their homework it just not seems medicated. Like, it seems like a one-size-fits-all education system. You know what? One of the things I've, I've realized most about entrepreneurs that I hang out with... What's that? Well, you know, it's my goal to have a charity that is a foundation that's built for foster kids and for education mm. for them and all that other shit, mm. right? Well, that's fixing to happen, by the way, which I'm quite pleased about. That's probably a discussion for another podcast. Well, you know, after speaking it out loud, there's so many other entrepreneurs want to redesign education. And I think it might be time. And I mean, no disrespect to teachers. They have a very, very, very hard job. Um, but the quality of the individual that is attracted to teaching has been systematically lowered over the years because teachers' salaries are not competitive. Like well, teachers don't even decide what they teach. I would love to be a teacher, but like, what do they get? Forty grand a year, fifty grand a Starting year. Starting forty. That, that's just that's that's ridiculous. It's guys. insulting. That's terrible. Like, like these what, are the people that are quite literally educating the yeah, next generations, and you don't even qualify them for fifty grand a year. We're self sabotaging. Anybody that can make anybody that's worth a shit can make hundred grand a year if they hustle. And if you're not making hundred grand a year and you're hustling, listen to some more podcast episodes, read a few more books, and stick at it because you will fucking get there. Right? But anybody with uh, half a set of balls can make hundred grand a year in this country. So 
Why wouldn't I want my teachers being paid something comparable to that? Why wouldn't I want my teachers to be the highest possible fucking skill set I can afford? Why am I teaching kids about diet and exercise and health and fitness coming from obese people? You know, why am I teaching kids about grammar when I don't even know it myself? It's just, it's so, so frustrating. And the, the thing is, Kyle, Every single teacher I've met loves it, is passionate about it. They're trying so hard mm -hmm. to make it better more. for the kids. Can we not just fucking pay them more and help them? Like, it, it, it drives me mad, dude. The, uh, if you think way back to uh, the Live at the Lounge podcast, yeah. you had uh, Mr. Wetterman on. Oh, he was a trip. I love I that dude. I love Ed Wetterman. We need to bring him back on the small business side, man. He, he was such a good well, guy. Well, you know, he's he does the, the game stuff. He makes the board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jump to conclusions. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that one. What about him though? I liked him. Um, he he's the first person that comes to mind whenever you talk about teachers doing it strictly for the benefit of the children. Mm -hmm. He was one of the first teachers I had to stick out to me as somebody who forced you to think. I think that's that's critical. I mean, I like to I like to make you not think. I like to make the employees, the team members, whatever we call them nowadays. I like, like to make I've, them think. I've started trying to model that like. <laughs> when whenever I'm like talking with like it's gonna be weird because Dan's listening to me talk about Dan and Alex. Hey Dan. Hey. Hi Dan. What's up, baby? Um. Whenever they they present something to me, it's always a good what I would change than a good, and or the. Well, how do you feel about it? I mean, that's what I like to encourage though, because it gives it gives the, them the opportunity to be creative and think their way around problems. But it's also that your hand there kind of guiding them. I mean, mm -hmm. it's how I'm teaching you to run your as your aspects of the company is by kind of just pushing it to you and saying, right, what do you think? And letting you have that fucking, letting you have that turn at bat. And, you know, I'm giving you tasks that, yeah, I'd like you to hit out of the park, but if you swing and you miss, well, it doesn't really matter. We can hit a reset and we can, we can swing yeah, again. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a batting practice. It's okay. But, man, I don't know that we can fix kids with HD and ADHD without, like... Giving them more attention. I it, think there needs to be a, like you were talking about with the reforming of education, I really do think there needs to be a separate track of education. I just don't. Almost, because college is more specialized. One size fits all doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And I think maybe your one size fits all really is effective from like kindergarten through fifth grade. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. them give them basic knowledge of all the things. And then as they grow older, yes, like give I mean, them like that, algebra, I mean, basic you know, algebra is good to know. You know, um, I, I you, know, should, you should know how to properly write letters and things like that. Right. But there should be more nuanced paths for these kids to take. Yeah, so like more if, vocational if, paths. Exactly. Too. Like if if you have a kid coming out and they're showing extreme artistic talent, why aren't you nurturing that? Yeah, let them go. Like well, like let they let don't the school system give them the resources to because pursue that. the federal government mandates what must be taught and what test scores must be hit in order to receive more funding from schools. That's what it is. I just get the fucking federal government out of it. Yes, like, I think, I honestly, it should be a state thing. Yeah. And it should be based truly off of how well your graduates are or you're doing. I don't know, man. I don't know how you would measure it, but... Can't fix it. Fuck it. Send your suggestions uh, yeah, via, you via Messenger uh, at Small Business Surgeon on Instagram. Pigeon. Don't send them by Carrier Pigeon. The last one flew into the window. because um, you didn't open it. Alright, what's the last news article? And tell us how the last news article works. 
So the last news article we have is super cool. Or shut up, fool. And basically, <laughs> so that means it's either great or it's shitty. Yeah, right? it's great or it's shitty. Okay. Put a cut right here. Yeah, I don't we, have one yet. We have to, we <laughs> we have have to, to find one right real quick. Down. We've been trying I'll to get here. Listen to this. It's been a long fucking day. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, we're not. Like we're exhausted. You're lucky. We're lucky. There's a podcast going out this week. NPR has always got the best ones. All right. No. You ever seen this one? Yeah. Good place. <laughs> no, that's shut up fool. Wish you could do it. It's definitely a shut up fool. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> North Carolina Madison uh, Crawford. Uh, click it so we get the article up. <laughs> I don't need to see her talk about it. All right, you ready, Dan? So we'll start with what the last segment of the show is. All right, so what's the last segment of the show, Kyle? So the last segment of the show is something we like to call Super Cool or Shut Up Fool, which basically means it's it's super cool or not super cool. Yeah, it's either great, it's it's just, great or it's terrible, right? Exactly, and it's, it's just something more lighthearted to kind of end the show off since we typically talk about heavier things during the main Like portion. bodies in lakes and, and like the state of the education system. The third economic crisis of our lifetimes. Anyways. <laughs> You're only on number two. Go get your own economic crisis. Damn we had we had two thousand eight. That's whatever. You missed ninety nine two thousand. You missed the dot com. Well, I was around. Psh. I was like not conscious, but I was around. It doesn't count. All right, we're not having <laughs> any more jokes about you in diapers. All right, what's this last article, mate? <sighs> Madison Cawthorn video. <laughs> the North Carolina representative responds to a video showing him quote unquote being crass, naked in bed with his cousin. Was she hot? A brother. A male cousin. A male cousin. The plot thickens. Isn't this the guy that talks shit about gay people, though? Yes. Yes. What He's extremely anti-LGBTQ. What? With a dude? Yep. His cousin, no less. What? He's 26. But you young lads kind of go for that, don't you? You bat both sides down at that age group, don't you? Jesus, fuck, no. <laughs> Some of us, maybe. Like all weirdos. Late last month, Cawthorn was cited for bringing a loaded handgun through a Transportation Security Administration checkpoint at the Charlotte Airport. I mean, that's nothing. I bought a knife through this morning. They let me mail it home. He brought a loaded handgun. Did you not see all of the signs that say this is a firearm-free zone? Well, yeah, that's how you shoot people, though. You only want to shoot people in firearm-free zones. Oh, yeah, so they can't yeah, shoot back. Yeah, so they can't shoot back. Yeah, yeah, smart, yeah. Smart, smart. Smart. He's a 20... What the fuck? Hold on a minute. Scroll back up. Scroll up all the way to the top. Keep going. He's a new... What's NC? North Carolina? Yeah, North Carolina. He's a state representative. Yes. 
Who the fuck is electing a 26-year-old to represent the state? How do you know he's 26? It said further down. Oh. Yeah, how do you elect a 26-year-old as a representative? Like, I think it'd be kind of fun to be a politician at some times, because I, I know that I can't be bought, and, like, I'd like to do good things. However, I'm not ready. And 26. I'm, 26 bro. is way too Get young. Get the fuck out. Oh, my God. Like, you know, I don't even mind that he wants to be gay and fuck other guys. It doesn't bother me one bit. But I I'm think a little it, against the cousin I, bit. No, well, I mean, they're the easiest ladies, though, aren't they? Because you always see them at family reunions, so you get to know. I mean, it just makes sense. But, like... I I think that being an anti-gay guy and being caught with a fucking, like, fucking another dude, I think it's really kind of funny. <laughs> it serves him right. <laughs> I think um, Lannis more said has something to say about honestly, that. Honestly, I hope it fucking, I hope it ends his career, not because I want to see a gay guy's career ended. Um, I want to see the end of a hypocrite. I want to see the end of a liar. Yeah, hypocrites um, and liars don't belong in I the don't think... I don't think a 26-year-old that carries a loaded handgun through a TSA checkpoint is anywhere near mature enough to have the responsibility of being a state representative. I think it's absolutely fucking awful. In March, Cawthorn sparks an uproar after claiming on a podcast that people in Washington have invited to parties to participate in orgies and used cocaine in front of him. Like, number one rule of Fight Club, you don't fucking talk about Fight Club. Period. So he, not only is he fucking immature... And he's a hypocrite. He's also a fucking grass. He does not... Des- no, kick him out. Like, no. There is no fucking way that a 26-year-old should be in any kind of position of political power in this country. Change my mind. You're wrong. Like, he doesn't have enough fucking... Kyle, I want to shut up full all the way on this. Would, would you like to be in charge of anything? Uh, I, no. I'm actually not even in charge of my own laundry. If you were invited to a coke fuel party with hookers, would you keep your mouth shut? Fuck yeah, I would. What you doing later? Nothing, actually. Right on. <laughs> in all, for all intents, this boy has this fucking boy has no business whatsoever in politics. He's no business in front of the camera. He's no real world fucking experience. And uh, if he wants to get in a no, he's in a wheelchair. I can't say if he wants to get in a boxing match and figure it out. Show no, that's just wrong. I didn't know he's in a wheelchair. Um, who do we know that's in a wheelchair that can fight him? Abbott. <laughs> oh! Make him joust. <laughs> you think he'd be down for that wheelchair jousting with uh, with with Abbott? <laughs> well, one way to ask him, we just have to ask him to not bring his loaded handgun. Well, is Abbott's the governor, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So the the governor of the state of Texas is in a wheelchair, and uh, this uh, this guy's in a wheelchair too, right? I believe so. He, I mean, from everything I've seen, he's sitting down. God, imagine that! How shitty that luck must be. Like to be was in a wheelchair. Was he in a wheelchair pre or post him fucking his cousin? Oh, I don't know. Well, was he the fucker or the fucky? Now that's a little different. Like the dominance of the fucker versus the submissiveness of the fucky. I don't like him. I don't think he should be anywhere near politics. Mm-hmm. I think no. he's a slimy little cunt, and I think he should get a good kick in the fucking balls. There, said it. Um, definitely shut up, fool. Shut up, fool. Take your fucking wheelchair. Take your microphone. Fuck off, because nobody in North Carolina wants you. Honestly, yeah. Like, I I look slightly down in North Carolina because of him, and it's not their fault. Mm-mm. No. It's, this is political correctness gone too far. This is people afraid to tell the truth. And, you know, aside that he's in a wheelchair, that doesn't matter. Aside that he's gay, that doesn't fucking matter. The fact that he's a liar, he's a fucking hypocrite, he's a fucking grass. No. Game, he's not a good person. He's not a good human being. Mm-mm. Get the fuck out of there and step aside for somebody that will do good and will do a good job and will be a proper fucking leader because that is not how to lead. 
It's not. If you're gay, be gay, mate. Be proud about it. Go lead from the front and be gay. You know, but don't be a liar. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a fucking cheat. Like, do right. All right, that's all I got. Shut up, fool. What was it, Bill and Ted? Yeah, what did Bill and Ted say? Be excellent to each other. Exactly. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. That's the number one rule in life. Be excellent to each other. Yeah, that's it. If you can just be excellent and treat people like you would like to be treated, you'll go a lot further in life. Especially a lot further than this little fucker. Alright, that's the show, Kyle. Say bye. Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> okay, well, if that's the end of the show, I guess he won't get very far, because, I mean, what if there's a hill? I don't know. Alright, <laughs> you'll be good. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.